1: The NAACP has decided to put out a travel warning against Florida and a new attack on the Sunshine State because of Governor Ron DeSantis. So the oldest civil rights group in the U.S. is now cautioning travelers to reconsider visits to Florida as they join other advocates in expressing distaste for the state's openly, quote, hostile leadership. I'm not joking, by the way. The NAACP issued a travel advisory in response to Florida Governor Ron DeSense's attempt to ban books about race and the LGBTQ plus identities, rejected new advanced placement African-American studies course and bar diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida colleges. The advisory, advisory was proposed to the National Board of Directors in April during the NAACP's Florida Chapter Conference in Orlando, saying, quote, Florida is openly hostile towards African-Americans, people of color and LGBTQ plus individuals before traveling to Florida. Please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African-Americans and other communities of color. The NAACP says. Now, let me also be clear about this. This is nothing more than a political attack on Ron DeSantis trying to undermine Ron DeSantis. That's what this is. They just wanna undermine him, they wanna hurt him. Okay, they, they want this to be a bad moment for DeSantis. Uh, they wanna undermine what he's doing, and they wanna undermine how he's doing it in his announcement. This is a way of doing what Democrats do so well. Uh, what they do so well, would maybe be a better way of putting it. If they see you as a threat, The first thing Democrats now do is label you as a racist. The NAACP is doing exactly that. They're screaming racism, right? Because that's just what they do. You scream racism. You say that Ron DeSantis is a racist, that that, that, that Florida is a racist state, and that you can't vote for him and you shouldn't go there and you shouldn't visit there because of just how racist he is. Are the policies racist? No. Are they welcoming of everyone? Yes. Immigrants? Yes. People of color? Yes. Is the premise for this totally absurd? Absolutely, but it doesn't matter because the NAACP has serious weight. The other thing is people will read just the headline, right? That Florida is a hate-inspired state, as they described it. The NAACP president, Derek Johnson, asserted DeSantis has launched a, quote, unrelenting attack On fundamental freedoms, let me be clear, he says, uh, failing to teach an accurate representation of the horrors and inadequacies inadequacies, uh, that black Americans have faced and continue to face is a disservice to students and a dereliction of duty to all, Johnson said in a statement. Now, what did the governor do? Well, this is as big of a lie as the, quote, don't say gay bill that didn't say that in Florida. Again, another attack trying to take out Ron DeSantis. Uh, the NAACP president went on uh, CNN to talk about that. And I want you to hear what he had to say from Jackson, Mississippi.
0: You just heard uh, the words of DeSantis himself calling this call by the NAACP a stunt. How do you respond?
2: Well, the governor has uh, perfected the art of doing stunts to gain campaign contributions. Unfortunately, this will impact people's lives. Uh, We should not use race or othering as a tool to weaponize against people. And unfortunately for a large percentage of the Floridians, that's what he has done. Therefore, we are advising African Americans and others that if you travel to Florida, beware that your life is not valued, that we have a political landscape that could cause harm as we prepare for the 2024 elections to right-size the political landscape in the state of Florida.
1: Now, if, if this isn't a political stunt by the NWCP, I don't know what is. And the reason why I know that is because they're so transparent. The NWCP, after they issue this travel warning saying Ford is hostile to black Americans... The NAACP president came out and said this.
0: I want to ask you what you intended to accomplish with this. What are you hoping happens because of this advisory?
2: Well, we have talked to our members in the state of Florida, Florida partner groups, uh, uh, individuals in the large African-American communities. And so for many, they were asking, what should we do? And we understand that many conventions are going to be held in Florida. So we are advising our, our members and others that if you go, be cautious of how you operate in the state. That if you have another choice to hold your convention, consider a place outside of Florida. But also, let's if you have have to go there, let's support the local community as we prepare to change the political landscape. We didn't end here overnight. It was because of the election, so we have to prepare for the next election so we can get rid of him once and for all. This other the othering that we have seen first by Trump, now by him. Is not only un-American, it's dangerous, and we have to right-size this landscape.
1: Okay, so the NAACP says their ultimate goal, and the reason why they get this advisory, is to get rid of Ron DeSantis. So in other words, it is a political stunt, right? This is clearly the political stunt. We don't like Ron DeSantis, what do we do? Okay, let's call him a racist, great, let's do a travel warning, uh, to declare how big of a racist he is okay perfect let's do that that that's that's what he just said here I I, I don't I don't know any other way to put it that's I mean th- this is this is clearly the ball game we come out we go against DeSantis we declare that DeSantis is a racist and then once we declare him a racist we I guess we win like that's it like okay we take we took out Our political in on me by calling him a racist. I don't, by the way, believe this is going to work. Uh, I want to be clear about that. I I don't believe for a second that the American people, especially those in Florida, are going to believe this because they know what is actually happening in the state. I also think it's pretty clear the racial undertones of what he was saying. And one of those racial undertones that you may have noticed there was him saying, Be careful how you operate in the state of Florida. Translation, don't give your money to white people. That's what that means. I mean, don't give your money to white businesses, white corporations, or white people when you go to Florida. Operate in the black community only. That's clear what the NAACP is telling you there, right? Wink, wink, nod, nod. Hey, guys, I need you to do this. Right? You, this, this is how you need to roll. Like you, you, well, This is what we need you to do. This is, this is how we operate. And when you hear it that way and you, you hear what is being said there, it, it, it's to me, it's pretty damning. And I think there's a lot of people that would agree with me how damning that is. That this is now the new low that we are. And this is, I mean, this is really the new low. Like this, this is the new low. This is the new reality of the the situation, the scenario that we're in. Democrats want to take you out. You're a racist. The NAACP will come in, declare you're a racist. Regardless of the facts and the media will then give you the airtime to come out there and go, yep, you're a racist. If you travel to Florida, beware that your life is not valued your life is not valued apparently if you're an african-american what does it say about african-americans that have chosen to live in florida like that feels safe by the way did you talk to any of them no because this is not about this this is about race and a race war and getting elected now, i would say this what is your life not being valued have to do with the 2024 elections right if you're going to say that then that's a much bigger issue than politics if you're telling black people that their life is not valued That should really have nothing to do with an election day, an election date. Except that's exactly what this is all about. I have another question, though, I have to ask, because he says, well, you know, you know, if you have to go down there, react appropriately. In other words, don't spend your money with anybody that's not black. If you're black, that to me is also, I would say, very clearly racism. It is racist to decide deliberately that you are not going to spend your money okay with a with with individuals maybe that's a better way of putting it with individuals who don't have the same skin color that you have that is straight up racist okay number one like there's no way to get around that it's racist okay it's racist period second thing uh on this is it's also incredibly racist Towards I think there's what last census, I want to say there was five million plus Hispanics in Florida, and a lot of them chose to put um Ron DeSantis in office. They have businesses. So is the NAACP also now pretty much screwing those that are those that are Hispanic? I, I would say yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. They're saying we're done with you. That's a problem. If you're Hispanic, what does this do to your business? You've told African-Americans, number one, don't go down there. But if you do, you sure as hell better not giving your money to anybody that doesn't have the same skin color as you. There's 5 million plus Hispanics. That's a lot, folks. That's a lot of Hispanics that they just said, if you destroy their businesses, so be it. Just don't give them your money. Whatever you do, don't give them your money. I want to have a conversation. I want you to listen to what I say very carefully because I don't want people to put words in my mouth, okay? And I want you to understand the conversation that I'm about to have with you is extremely important conversation if you consider yourself to be conservative, if you consider yourself to be a libertarian, if you consider yourself to be a uh, evangelical Christian voter, okay? I want you to I want you to really understand what I'm about to say to you uh, is is a very important conversation that we must have and one where I want you to understand that I am not picking and or endorsing a candidate. This is a conversation where you could say, can it A and can it B? Can it X? Can it Y? I, I, I don't, this is not about the two people I'm about to talk about. It's about a bigger conversation that we need to be careful and we need to have. Ron DeSantis has announced that he is running for president. Okay, I don't care about that aspect of this right now. That's why I'm saying I'm just stating the fact Donald Trump has already announced and is officially running for president of the United States of America. It's obvious to me that this is a two man race between candidate A and candidate B. And there is something that the media is hoping is about to happen. That the listeners of this audience The listeners of my podcast, the listener of every conservative talk show in America are about to have a civil war between choosing candidate A and candidate B. Now, if you look at candidate A and candidate B, both candidate A and candidate B, I think would serve the conservative movement very well. I think candidate A. And candidate B both have track records of being staunch conservatives. I think, in fact, the biggest issue is the fact that there's not a lot of real hardcore differences between candidate A and candidate B. So then what happens is you start trying to destroy candidate A if you're candidate B, and you try to destroy candidate B if you're candidate A, and have your supporters go for the jugular in any way possible. In that scenario, the only person that wins is the Democratic Party. The only person that wins, and that means right now, is Joe Biden. And I have started to watch on social media, and I have purposely stayed out of the announcements because I've experienced in the past what happens, and I've worked on a couple presidential campaigns, I have outside advised four different campaigns. Uh, I have witnessed what happens when two conservatives go to war on the local level. And what happens when one guy wins and one guy loses. And I've witnessed that usually the losing team is angry and they're so mad that they're actually willing, they get sick if it gets too personal to say, I hope that person loses and the Democrat wins just to stick it to them. That is what the Democrats are hoping are going to happen. I've witnessed it on the state level. I've witnessed it in congressional seats. I've witnessed it uh, in governor's races, in Senate races, in congressional races. I've witnessed it at every level where you have a throw-down, knock down, drag-out fight that turns so personal instead of it being about issues and substance that the real winner is not a Republican and not even the Republican who wins that primary. It's the democratic party. It's the hardcore woke lefties. What Democrats are hoping is going to happen right now is that in the Republican presidential campaign, that candidate a and candidate B go so personal that, that and and one team gets so angry at the other team that when that team, whichever team loses the they that they will say well all right if i can't have it neither can you and i and i i say this to you as a cautionary tale because i i know and i've talked to democrats i was talking to a i, I got called by a reporter actually oh i don't know probably an hour after desantis announced and they wanted me to say something on the record about it about this you know Civil war that's breaking out in the GOP. And I said, I, I, I'm not going to give you a comment. B, off the record, I'm not going to feed what you want. And I know what you want. You want there to be a civil war, and that's why you're calling it a civil war. And you're hoping this happens because then Joe Biden wins re-election. You notice, by the way, that I did everything I could to keep candidate A's name and candidate B's name out of it. Because the more I keep their names out of it in this conversation, the more I think we actually understand what i'm talking about here i believe that candidate a and candidate b both have amazing things to bring to the table i think that candidate a did an amazing job as president of the united states of america and i think candidate b did an amazing job as governor of his state in florida i think that these two men are so close together that it, that, that, that what worries me the most is the only way to beat one another is to go so negative and get so nasty that actually it could destroy all of our chances of getting rid of Joe Biden. Because let me state here, as I said to this journalist that called me, I am in favor of beating one person. That is Joe Biden. I think that Joe Biden is one of, if not the most corrupt president in political history. I think the way that he has compromised the United States of America with Russian oligarchs giving millions to his family, taking millions from Romania, taking billions in loans from the Chinese, trying to do business with the worst actors in the world, including the former mayor of Moscow's wife who gave millions directly to him. I think he has compromised in ways that have done irreparable harm to this country. I think the way that he has allowed for the weaponization of the United States government, the hands of the DOJ and the FBI to go after people that are just doing their jobs, like reporters that actually reported who are not conservative, actually more liberal about the Twitter files and the, and the IRS showing up to their home the day they're testifying to Congress tells you how out of control we are. My enemy politically is Hillary Clinton. The same Clinton family that we now know the FBI, the DOJ shut down, not one, not two, but three, not three, but four different investigations into them. My enemy are the people that made the decision to raid a former president's house by the name of Donald Trump. My enemy is the Democratic Party that no longer exists. that is a communist party. My enemy is the communist movement that is masquerading as the Democratic Party. That's who I'm wanting to beat. You have to understand, I've already picked my candidate in 2024. I've picked the conservative candidate who gets the nomination. Because I want to beat the living hell out of communism. Now, I say this tonight, and I want you to understand why I'm saying it, and I want you to understand that I'm telling you of a cautionary tale. If we allow this thing to get too nasty... If we allow this thing to get too ugly between candidate A and candidate B, the only person that wins is the Democratic Party. And it's not just the presidency. It's our integrity. It's our national security. It's our children. It's our national debt. It's the debt that we're going to put on our children. The list goes on and on. Look at our national debt right now what we've done to our kids and our grandkids. Yes, Republicans are partly responsible for it, no doubt about it. But if you really look at it, it's very clear that Joe Biden and the Democratic Party has no problem bankrupting this country because when they bankrupt this country, there's something that happens. When they bankrupt this country, they get more power and more control. That's what they get. When they bankrupt this country, they get to seize control over a battered, weak country that has weak people. You want to know who my enemy is? My enemy is the people that aren't willing to protect our southern border. That's my enemy. So let me be clear. I am endorsing the Republican who wins the nomination. And before then, I want us to spend as little money as possible trying to beat one another up. I want to unite the party as much as I possibly can until that moment where one of two men wins. Because I'm running, uh, the only thing I care about is keeping our eye on the prize. And that prize is election day of the general election in November of next year. That's all I care about. This is going to be a very long race, folks. Folks, look down at your watches right now. Look down at your clock right now. Look at the dates, Friday, May the 27th. It's not 2023 elections 2024 folks it's a long ways away and what Democrats are hoping is there's going to be an all-out civil war within the Republican movement and there are going to be Republicans that are so angry Republicans that are so mad when their guy doesn't win because somebody I promise you will lose I don't know who it is but somebody's going to lose And when they do, they're hoping that there'll be such bad blood that you can't see past, it. You say, screw it. Let Biden win just to stick it to them. That is what they want to happen. And I tell you right now, if we go down that road, we will lose in 2024, which means our kids lose and our grandkids lose and our country loses. So I'm not going to be talking a whole lot about the two candidates in the primaries early on. What I am going to talk about are the issues, the issues that I care about. I'm not going to be beating one man up over the other man. I'm not going to be throwing punches or jumping behind unless something significant changes. If someone does something really stupid, I'm going to call that out. But we have to be careful to understand what's at stake here. We're running against Joe Biden, not against one another. And you can see it already how it's ratcheting up the vitriol, the anger, The nastiness between conservatives has already started. I've watched this happen too many times. The only person that wins when we go down that road, the only team that wins is the communist democratic party. Think about it. We don't need to have a civil war within, especially when we have candidate a, that's an amazing candidate and candidate B. That's an amazing candidate. We don't need to have a civil war over two candidates that, that 99% of the time agree with one another. That's my cautionary tale. So when a reporter calls hoping that I'm going to stoke the fire of this primary, I'm not going to do it. And I'm asking you don't take the bait either. Let's talk about a great opportunity for your IRA and 401ks. You can get free gold just by learning about gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals. It's important that you know what's going on in this crazy economy. And your hard-earned savings need protecting from the devalued dollar. Protecting from the devalued dollar, especially if you're close to retirement. Augusta Precious Metals will give you information on how to protect your savings and open a gold IRA. So if you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, call and ask about their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. I trust Augusta Precious Metals, and you can too. They will make sure that you understand what is best for you and your portfolio. There's a reason. Money Magazine says they are the best gold IRA company. Get free gold, free information, and retirement protection now by calling 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. the number four, gold IRA or AugustaPreciousMetals.com New polls show that Biden ratings are sagging in several different categories, including immigration, the economy, and guns. In other words, no one's happy with Joe Biden. Republicans aren't, obviously, but neither are the Democrats, apparently, based on what we're seeing. The Associated Press And the NORC Center for Public Affairs Research carried out the polling and they released these numbers this morning. They came out ahead of Biden's return from his visit from Japan for the annual G7 summit where Russia's invasion of Ukraine was obviously the front and center issue for the president rather than the domestic issues that are dealing that we should be dealing with here in America. Some voters even feel Biden should face impeachment proceedings based on the new polling. The AP reports the results show Biden is up against strong headwinds even before he steps up to make a single announcement asking Americans to vote for him to return to the White House for another four years. The Associated Press put it this way, public approval of Biden's handling of the economy remains extremely low. In a time of high inflation, a difficult housing market and concerns about a potential U.S. government debt default. American opinion is also gloomy about President Biden's efforts on gun policy and immigration, with only 31 percent of Americans saying they approve of the president's performance on those hot button issues. Overall, just 40 percent of Americans say they approve of the way Biden is doing his job. Similar to where his approval rating had stood for much of the past year and a half. One further worry for Biden is that he underperforms on the most important issue, the economy, even among Democrats. Sixty one percent approve of him on the issue compared to 75 percent for his job overall, meaning there is a significant difference in how Democrats look at him. Despite Democrats feeling less than enthusiastic about the economy on Biden's watch, they continue to be more likely than Republicans to say the country is heading in the right direction. 36% versus 7%. So only 36% of Democrats say we're heading in the right direction, just to put this in perspective. Or to rate the economy as good, just 41% of Democrats rated the economy as, quote, good are doing well. Again, another major problem. Biden, by the way, will resume negotiations on the troubled debt ceiling with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, we're being told today. That is the June default deadline nears. It's another critical test for this administration. UPI also reported this morning that McCarthy said he spoke with the president Sunday to schedule the meeting. Saying, I just got the phone with the president while he was out of the country, McCarthy tweeted. My position has not changed. Washington cannot continue to spend money we don't have at the expense of children and grandchildren. Tomorrow, he and I will meet in person to continue the negotiations. Meanwhile, the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, reaffirmed June is a hard deadline for the government to raise the debt ceiling and avoid default. And the Associated Press trying to tamp down these bad and staggering poll numbers for the president by saying, well, he's not the only one that's had bad poll numbers. You can go back and look at different people that have had bad poll numbers and did just fine, including they described it as Bill Clinton. I think we can all agree that Bill Clinton and the economy was good, not as bad as it is now under Biden. So it is a very different scenario probably a better way of putting it. All right. Lastly, please make sure you hit that subscribe button or auto download button wherever you are listening to this podcast right now and take a moment to write us a five-star review. So if you would help us fight back by writing us a good review, a five-star review, and share this podcast with your family and friends on social media to help us grow. See you back here tomorrow.